0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am so lucky to be joined by one of the foremost journalists in the Real Housewives game. You know him from his fabulous interviews, he is a producer, and more importantly, the Chief Real Housewives Correspondent at Entertainment Tonight. Please welcome Bryce Sander. Hi Bryce. Hi, thank you for having me. What an intro. (laughs) I mean, you really are, you're out here in the trenches doing the work. Uh, getting the answers we need, uh, sitting down for, you know, states of the union with everybody <laughs> that we want to hear from.
1: <laughs> I do kind of consider them to be states of the housewives union when I sit down and talk to these people.
0: Well, I mean, it's, you know, some some interviews obviously are going to be a little more impactful than others. You know, it, there's there's guests that you just need to hear from, and you have just recently published the last part of a really, (laughs) a whopper of an interview with Vicky and Tamara. And I need to know, what was this experience like? Because watching it felt slightly chaotic. So I have to imagine you were sort of flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. I
1: mean, yes and no. At this point, like, I know what I'm getting with those two. And I I put myself in that position. I asked to have them together. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it was uh, chaos, like booking it was a little chaos because vicky was like i need to do it at koto insurance so we were supposed to do it like in a conference room at koto insurance and then Tamara was like i don't want to do this at koto insurance then we went up at Tamara's house but then vicky was late because she had scheduled her day about around doing the interview at koto insurance um and you know she showed up without hair and makeup so then Tamara's glam people had to do her hair and makeup oh god um but then we sit down it was like the what's out there is like the majority of what we filmed I think we talked for like 40 minutes And like 37 minutes of content Is out in the world now um, So like you're missing Very little uh, But yeah I mean that Those two were ready to be back on TV Ready to talk about it <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, Vicky has really gone, you know, full force into it with Dorinda before the show has even premiered. Obviously, that had already happened a little bit by the time you sat down with them, and you got Tamra to read the thousands yes. of texts, as Dorinda Texas. Said.
1: The, uh, the word you know you'll know you get in the Housewives <laughs> canon. Texts is, it's like, it's only on Housewives is that word. Is. Yeah, so I mean, Vicky was not going to pull out the text, but we... <laughs> Kind of goaded her into like nope you have to pull out your phone also her phone had been going off during the interview so it was like if you're getting you got to get up to silence it anyway so you might as well pull it out um and what they weren't thousands but there were like six very long texts
0: <laughs> right <laughs> Right, like, when Tamara was reading them, it took her several... It took her, like, a minute to get through reading all these texts. It wasn't yeah. nothing.
1: <laughs> it was not nothing, and I do think it was mostly Vicky sending stuff and Dorinda not responding. It seemed that Dorinda replied twice, once with a dig about the gifting of the house, and once being like, I'm at my daughter's graduation, please stop texting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, going into the season, I mean, this cast... From the moment we knew who was going to be on the show, obviously there's a lot of big personalities, a lot of baggage coming into the season. But now I've seen the premiere. I think you've seen the first, Mm -hmm. at least the first couple episodes. It really does feel like everyone came into this season sort of guns blazing with stuff to get off their chest. And I am so thankful for that.
1: Well, yeah. Well, they found women who have some underlying feuds. And you also have this kind of subconscious desperation of they haven't been on TV, they're excited to have a moment again. I think some of them probably viewed this as an interview to get their jobs back. And so, like, the stakes are higher than in the first one.
0: Totally. I mean, that's the thing. When you have Melissa Gorga and Kyle Richards on the beach, it's like, I I enjoy watching it, but they don't have anything to prove. You know, they're just... They're just on a nice vacation and maybe there'll be an argument, you know, maybe there won't, but whatever. Whereas this, it's like, oh, no, 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 we're going to talk about all of it because whether or not this is an audition to get back on Housewives proper, it's your chance to be on TV again, you know, everybody's going to see you. And that desperation, it really, it leads to great things.
1: (laughs) And I... It's not in the premiere, but I guess the first three episodes drop at once. And by the time this is out, I'm sure people will be watching. Um, But like the way Jill enters is such a good moment. She doesn't come until episode two. But they call back to Scary Island in a way that just gave me like goosebumps. I was like, oh, this feeds my soul.
0: I actually, from watching the premiere, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I felt like Eva was really... like tuned in coming to play I was really I was really having a fun time with Taylor I didn't know what to expect from her just because it's been so long since we saw her on Housewives I really feel like even the people that seemed a little bit random or surprising when we found out about the casting it kind of all it makes sense when you're watching it and I I'm so glad that it is working out that way.
1: Yeah, it was, I was like, huh, what's this vibe going to be? And I'm so thankful Tamara's there. Tamara was not supposed to be there. Like she was, Vicky got COVID right before they started filming. So they contacted Tamara as the, we don't have Vicky, we need somebody. And so she signed up and then Vicky wound up being cleared to film after all. So then they got to both be there. Because I <laughs> Tamara is such like a necessary force within this group that I don't, it would have been strange without her.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, with people like Brandy and Vicky, it's like, I think they're, they don't really have that filter or that sort of instinct to like reel it in. Whereas Tamara has that producer's instinct. And like she...
1: Tamara, this is a hill I will die on. Tamara (laughs) invented Housewives. She invented the game we watch now all these years later. The first two seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County, no one was starting any drama or causing any conflict within the group. Tamara comes in and it's, you go to Bass Lake, Naked Wasted. I mean, moments that maybe don't go down in history as the most ethical things, but kind of laid the groundwork and the framework for what how people operate on these shows now. And I do not think she gets the credit she deserves for that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think Orange County, in a way, in a lot of ways, doesn't get the credit it deserves because a lot of people started watching housewives with new york or with new jersey or atlanta but i mean tamra especially in those early seasons of oc it's just it doesn't it doesn't miss it's so entertaining to go back and watch those kind of like middle seasons where it's like the tamra alexis gretchen vicky like that whole yes mess of jesus (laughs) i had
1: to go on xanax for it like all of those moments
0: Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm curious talking about OC in your interview with Vicky and Tamara, you asked them about if they were to do a legacy show like they've said they're gonna do with New York, what are your thoughts about that concept? Because I, I've heard people talk about it and whether or not other franchises would do well with the legacy version. And I think OC is kind of the one that might make sense. But I'm I'm curious where you feel about the direction of that franchise right now.
1: I don't, I don't think I've processed how to feel about the legacy stuff. I think I need to know who is going to be on the New York one so I can kind of have a better picture of how that's going to work. Um, I don't know. It's... I, OC is, needs something. I think what OC needs is Tamara Judge. Like, there's just not a person who will go up against other people on that cast right now, but in a way that will not necessarily offend people as some other people on that show kind of stepped into that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> space who are no longer on it. Um, I think OC could do a, a legacy, but I'm like, do I want to watch Joe De La Rosa? I don't know. Um, but I, w- I would be more interested in seeing a season that's like Heather, Shannon, Tamra, maybe Gina Emily, and like a new a new person, maybe Noella's in there because I think she has some unfinished business. Um, so I would be interested to see something like that, like a, f- a fix of bringing back a strong leg- another strong legacy person. I don't want to discount like I think Heather's a very strong legacy cast member, um, before they would shift to fully being legacy.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with that, because also, when you talk about with New York, obviously, they're doing Legacy in addition to this reboot that they're going to do of the original franchise. And when I think about OC, I'm like, I don't know if we really need the the reboot version. So I would rather they just kind of, like, legacy if the... <laughs> yeah,
1: well, because I think it's... New York is... There are different pockets and, uh, you know, right and different lifestyles and all that, like... Oh, see, it's kind of like, this is, it's, you know, affluent white
0: people. Like, that's what the Orange company is. So it's not, it's harder to kind of reinvent. Right. I'm not like dying to see a new group of six Newport moms. Like, (laughs) right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I think there still is, you know, fertile territory and knowing that maybe there's uh, a door open as you
1: said like yeah I was uh, shocked to find out that they're texting um and that it all came from uh, Tara being kind about Shannon on two teas in a pot. <laughs> like that's what opened the door. um but yeah I would be and I think they would be remiss to not try and capture that on camera if the three of them were to sit down and kind of hash out the issues they have
0: absolutely I- I have to say, and the funniest, that interview that you did, I could not stop laughing when Tamra was talking about her podcast and Vicky looked like she just wanted to fly out the window. She-
1: <laughs> there are so many moments that that is stuff I had to kind of like trimmed down a little bit just because it was so much. But it's like, yeah, she was like, we got we gotta change the subject. Um but I two twits, two twats, two you know, she like had all these and made up nicknames for it. She called it two peas and a todd at one point, And I was like, are we talking about Candy Burrs's husband now? Um and she just like really <laughs> hates Teddy for no reason. And Teddy's not happy about it and has just posted the interview slamming Vicky. So that's gonna be a whole fun news cycle to live through now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Tamara, I feel like is really living dangerously by, you know, this podcast is just opening Pandora's box for everyone to either like, love her or hate her, but they're gonna have thoughts, which I think mean, good for her. She says she's making a lot of money. Yeah, it seems to be doing well. And you know, Teddy's name has never been in the press more. So <laughs> And
1: Teddy, I think was an underrated
0: member of her cast. I understand
1: people's feelings about her. But think about the three seasons she was on. What would those seasons have been? Had she not been there to ask the questions that she asked? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> would have happened.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Teddy is one of those people where like, I will never think she was like an incredible housewife or the most exciting housewife. But like, I I can appreciate that it's like, she wasn't not trying or she wasn't just like, she, she wasn't giving us nothing. I think she wasn't giving us like, what we really truly wanted, but in the absence of something better
1: friend of energy. It was kind of friend of energy, like aggressive friend of energy, but I appreciated what she contributed during her time on the show. And I think she is the, like the greatest fired housewife for the way she handled her firing. Cause she was so honest about it. Instead of saying it's time to move on to my next chapter. She was like, Nope, I have been let go. I'm very sad about it. I hate that this happened, but I'm telling the truth. I was like, good on you, Teddy. When that all unfolded now, what like over two years ago.
0: I know, and yeah, I I do respect the way she handled that, and that also comes up on this season of Girls Trip where everybody's like, you "No, know, like we were fired." <laughs> Whatever I said at the time, I was fired. <laughs> Speaking of Teddy and of you know Beverly Hills seasons past, I'm curious how you're feeling about this season, um, and maybe maybe the start of Sutton and Erica not not hating each other, which was very surprising, but who knows?
1: <laughs> I'm enjoying this season i think it's good everyone seemed to come to play there's like good group dynamics rich storylines i'm confused about the crystal and the 14 friends and i think we will forever be confused by that because no one the thing about beverly hills is they all love to speak cryptically to like forever like they will never give you a straight answer they will never clarify stuff they will just speak in these like ideas floating out in the universe and you're like okay um but I think it's good. I'm interested to see what happens with Sutton and Erica. I do not think they are going to be like friends. I think they've gotten to a like friendly coworker place. Like if they were in an office space and they were getting coffee in the kitchen, they would say like, how was your weekend? But you know, like that's the relationship I think they're going to have. I'm interested to see like what happens with Erica and Garcelle and why things take such a left when they were kind of starting in a good place and then Garcelle seems to have turned on Crystal once again, but in real time, not on what we're watching on the show. So, And then we got all the Kathy stuff to get into. So the reunion is going to be 10 parts, probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to someone about this yesterday, that it's like, there, it feels like there's so much going on in the season already. And this Crystal dark comment thing the last few episodes has really sort of like, taken on a whole life of its own and there's so many theories and whatever's happening with Diana on the show and then on Instagram it's it's a whole lot but then I, I don't think she
1: knows what she signed up for like she seems lost a little bit like I'm she's fascinating but I'm like she's I think she kind of learned as she went I don't think she watched an episode or understood what she had signed herself up for
0: yeah it's always it's always tricky when you have a housewife who seems like they don't really have that background knowledge of the show sometimes i think it can be a beautiful thing to watch them kind of yes <laughs> learn in real time and sometimes it's like oh oh baby no you're not you're not ready for this like kim <laughs> fields on atlanta it was like get out of yeah. there save yourself. you can't be save here right yourself. now <laughs> but like with diana it's like she has all of the pieces of the puzzle to be like this iconic rich weirdo on beverly hills but then it's like no no no. we need you to like we need you to do this we need you to like
1: be here to participate you have to answer the questions when asked you cannot just say someone is clumsy with their words (laughs) repeatedly uh yeah because it's like even with the stuff with the book it's stand in it and defend it and like fully shut it down don't not like address it without addressing it it's Again, it's going to be a 10-part reunion. There's a lot of unanswered questions already, and we've got like two-thirds of this season left to watch.
0: I know. We've not seen Kathy yet, and that's going to be a whole thing. We also haven't seen Cherie, who like clearly does enough to earn a friend of title, and we haven't seen her yet. So it does feel like there's a lot. It's, got, it's going to be a lot. And with Erica, with Garcelle's book, like that whole saga that happened after they finished filming, like that reunion truly <laughs> is going to be...
1: It's going to be like a bloodbath. It was also they put so many people on this cast this season. It's almost like a fight to see who stays. Like,
0: yeah, can they maintain a cast of 10 people? Well, I'm curious what you feel about Crystal right now because I feel like every but for the most part, I think people liked Crystal on her first season or felt like she, you know, did well enough, but then I think this situation in the last few weeks, some people are really frustrated with her some people are still loving her like how do you feel about crystals staying power as a housewife
1: i think see second seasons make or break somebody and you got to judge it at the end of the game so right now i think she's in a tough spot um but i do still think like i still enjoy her i just wish she would again instead of like speaking cryptically or brushing stuff off would just blurt it out like lay it all out there say what you mean defend yourself because that was that's what will save you in the end when you're like wishy washy that will not
0: get you anywhere yeah you got to you got to own it baby <laughs> oh god <laughs> by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's IBOTTA in the Google Play App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. uh drew i feel like is really in the center of a lot of the dynamics so far and i'm curious how you feel about her uh two season performance so far
1: so i liked to drew in her first season i thought she was like a little i mean last season they were all a little lost because it was like covid i think they didn't know who was a housewife who wasn't like like i don't think they knew what latoya's role was and then right Fallon was around like i think they were confused um so, but I'm enjoying her. I think she's bringing what needs to be brought. Um, drop it with Drew. I would love, like, I'm just loving everything is, there's so much to discuss. Like Marlo's commentary on all things Drew is cracking me up every week when she's like, oh, the 21 day program, it's a Facebook group. Like all that kind of stuff is killing me. And also like I'm on Drew's side in the Sonia stuff. Like Sonya seems to be going really hard, really fast. And so I'm like, I kind of understand where Drew's coming from, because it's like whiplash of, and it's very much Housewives, you know, they met probably two days before production, were told to be friends, came in pretending to be friends, and then it blows up in their faces.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying Sonya this season so far. I I appreciate that she really is getting in the mix right away. But it is kind of funny. Obviously, it was sort of the directive that she was going to be friends with Drew, quote unquote, coming onto the show. And she really only kept that up for like two episodes and then was like know about drew and i i mean it's entertaining but also like i do imagine that for drew she's kind of like wait i thought i was gonna have a friend this season
1: yeah i think it was i think that's what exactly what it is like drew was like this oh this is gonna be my person we'll be a duo we'll have each other's backs and then all of a sudden sonya was like i'm gonna go with uh (laughs) sheree
0: yeah and then weirdly we have kenya kind of liking drew so far this season which i just did not see coming
1: Kenya, like Marlo excluded, is being like the grand connector of this group, which is so unexpected.
0: Yeah, I think the cast shakeup that they did this season, at least so far, feels like it's kind of doing what they needed it to do, which is, I think with Kenya and Portia particularly, I love Portia, but it felt like we were kind of at an impasse with the the cast dynamic, that even if they decide that they're going to make up and like, get along that isn't actually going to work like i just don't think i don't think kenya and porsha click together i don't think they ever will and i think when they try to it feels forced and then it doesn't work and then everything's awkward because and-
1: they're ignoring their actual feelings it's like you there's there are two alphas and i also think porsha had like grown tired of being in the with the group like i think she was over right dealing with women's business, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of my philosophy with Housewives casting is that, like, if you if you at all don't want to be on the show or think you're too good for the show or feel sick of playing along, then, then leave. Maybe you can come back down the road. Maybe you can, you know, do some other project. But it's like, Housewives works best when everybody is working together on the group project to you know come to the best results so when you have somebody in the group and i think nini was kind of like this in some of her later seasons as well as iconic as she is and as amazing of a housewife as she was that it's like we really need six or seven women who like are down to are down to participate
1: yeah everyone needs to show up for work and not think they're better than the show or not think they're better than any of well i guess you can think you're better than your co-stars but not in the like larger conversation of we're contributing to this show like everyone's equal in that sense but if you want to give them digs about you know whatever they're doing while you're filming sure because um, yeah i think it's dangerous territory when people obviously are not playing the game
0: right and this season it's like you have obviously i think marlo is extremely happy to have her peach and she will do whatever it takes i think sheree as sheree is clocked in and back.
1: I love Sheree's story of get coming back of she signed her contract like two minutes before she walked into that dance studio where they filmed the <laughs> opening scene. Like they were like, she's at the gym and they were like, oh, your contract's good. And so she just showed up to film. I was like, this is how you do it. And we're seeing a charay we've never seen before. And this is a charay I'm really enjoying.
0: That is first scene of the season was so amazing because right away it felt like it was a completely new show, like a completely new dynamic seeing those four women that we've known for so long, but we've seen them go through so many ups and downs and leaving the show and being a friend of, and, you know, coming back, like seeing those women just kind of like come together to like, it felt like they're like launching a new era kind of, it was like, this is, this is correct. This is where we need to be.
1: It felt like, it feels like seasons four or five, like when we had the Kenya Porsche Renaissance, like after the, you know, they kind of cycled through the OGs. It feels like that again. And I feel people are, as Housewives go on, the audience gets harsher about it and doesn't view it in the like larger historical sense of like looking for those patterns. So if it doesn't live up to whatever they consider to be the strongest season ever, they write it off as a failure. Mm-hmm. But it's like, not everything is going to be Rony season three. Like, not everything is going to be that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I I talk about this with a lot of people that like, I think social media and just like the way we consume so much content and everything now has made it very easy to just be like, dissatisfied with pretty much anything. And I think with this season of Atlanta, something that I've really enjoyed is that I feel like the show is light and fun and shady and messy and there are storylines that are interesting but at the end of the day i feel like i sort of don't have that many thoughts about it and i kind of like that it's like i don't have to spend my entire week being like distraught about whether like candace and monique are gonna kill each other you know like it's it's sometimes it's nice to just watch an hour of tv and be like that was fun
1: well and even with the like kenya versus marlo stuff I think they play it up a little bit. Like, I don't think it's that deep for either of them. This cast, for the most part, like, they are, there's a friendliness or like a, they found common ground where they're like, okay, we're making this for entertainment. We can be a little shady. We can poke a few buttons, but no one's trying to destroy anyone else's life, at least as far as we know, Um, (laughs) which is nice. It's like, okay, this, it's what the shows are meant to be
0: exactly we can we can drop it with drew we can mommy nation
1: (laughs) that is a housewives trope i wish would go away it's like thank you bethany for this but it's like we don't need to launch a business when we come on the show um and we don't need to try and force our business into our story for the whole season
0: well and there always has to be this air of like this business is so successful we've had like a runaway first year or whatever and it's like Okay, okay, I guess.
1: I guess. Drew keeps <laughs> saying people people lose a hundred pounds. Show me. Like, I don't understand. Like, we haven't, haven't explained what this is.
0: No, dro- I mean, drop it with Drew. Uh, God bless her. But, you know, I, I just, I can't. I also, so I don't know if you saw recently, Phaedra was on the Wendy Williams show which was at the time the Michael Rappaport show. show. <laughs> and she was talking about her connections to the Real Housewives of Dubai and said that she owns a CMOS company and yeah. a tech business in Dubai. And Phaedra is one of those people where I'm like, if you say so, I'm I, I'm sure you do.
1: <laughs> it's her business portfolio is I would love to just see everything she's tapped into. Because there's I mean She considers herself a mortician, and she does run funerals, but as far as I know, she does not have, like, a funeral home.
0: She's like a freelance mortician.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's a freelance mortician. And then she still practices law to an extent. I think mostly she's doing her own contracts now. And then, yeah, whatever's happening in Dubai, and... Vedra, I would be fascinated. I'm glad we're getting her on Ultimate Girls Trip, but I would love to see her back on Housewives, which I know will only come should Candy choose to leave the show. Um, Because I feel like she's a different person now than the person we saw in her original run. I feel like in the original run, she was trying to almost present this Southern Belle who she thought she needed to be. And since being kicked off the show... She's found out who she actually is and is living her life that way. And I would love to see that version of her, but in the actual like Atlanta Housewives where we're with her in her life and not just getting a week with her at
0: Bluestone Manor. Yeah, I agree. It felt like there was that kind of she was like putting on airs a little bit, you know, like there was this kind of character that she was playing, and it was very entertaining, but also it feels now like she is kind of like living her best life and like being kind of who she's always wanted to be a little bit. And, like, her kids are older. She's not married. You know, maybe she feels like she has more freedom to kind of, like, she, if she wants to wear a dress with her whole butt out to or the whole butt Girls' out and, premiere.
1: And a wig down to her knees. Like, let her live <laughs> her life. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. What would Phaedra from season five think of this Phaedra?
0: She'd have a lot to say about her. Fix it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, this is, I, so I took a photo with Phaedra last night and she fully just like clutched my body and her, her shoulders and back were the smoothest, softest skin I have ever felt in my life. Was, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> she looked lotioned up in every photo. I was like, okay, you are glistening.
0: <laughs> body makeup for the gods, you oh, know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, that's where I thought this story was going. I thought you are like, and then she released me and I was covered in body makeup. Yeah, my... <laughs>
0: my shirt was like glittery after it. no i it was it was kind of fun to see everyone in that cast because for some of them it's been longer than others but it's like brandy looked hot i don't know like everybody looked good jill was wearing like a plastic dress i don't know like what it's okay, like i gotta go back and look at these photos.
1: <laughs> did did you see any vicky or dorinda interaction they were standing shockingly close in some of the photos i did see i was like I thought they would be on opposite ends of the photo, but I think Vicky was like, I have to be in the center of the photo.
0: (laughs) So they did a little moment on stage, like after we watched the premiere, the like screening finished, they brought them out on stage and there was like a lightly scripted kind of like banter moment, which was like a little weird, but it was, you know, it's fun because they're all on stage. And there was one point where, like, Vicky's kind of doing her little part, and Dorinda, like, rolls her <laughs> rolled her eyes a little bit. Um, it, but, y- you know, and then, like, Dorinda, it, they, like, ended it by doing, like, on the count of three, we're going to say clip three times, which is, like, uh, okay, whatever. But, like, everybody's like, clip, clip, and Vicky kind of sta- is standing there, like, wh- why are we doing this? Like, what? <laughs> Like,
1: why are we doing the clip? (laughs) Nikki is so unaware of, like, anybody else's, like, contributions to the Housewives canon that she probably had no idea what that was.
0: Right. And she's like, why are we doing Dorinda's thing? Like, why are we whooping it up? You know, I don't know. But I don't think they really were interacting very much because they had, they had, like, a big VIP area where all of the Housewives were, like, camped out. But then they were mingling a little bit, taking some photos, but... Vicky I, Dorinda didn't stay that long, which I was surprised. I mean, I feel like Dorinda's like a, a, the life of the party. Maybe she but, had to get
1: back to the Berkshires.
0: Uh, <laughs> and Vicky and Tamra were very much like doing the rounds together, so I don't think there was much conflict going down. But you know, I I did see Brandy and Phaedra having like a ten minute, really like intense discussion in the middle of the. Did well, <laughs> you see like
1: Brandy said somewhere that they're pitching a. Dating show for the two of them, like they want to go out and pitch that show. So maybe they were having a business meeting in the middle of the the party.
0: I would watch that ten thousand percent. Peacock, Peacock. It's get, get it going, get it
1: going. Have them set each other up on dates, be in each other's ear during the dates. Like imagine the things Brandy would say to Phaedra and vice versa. It would be wild,
0: right? It would be. And I I think this this cast more than the first season of Girls Trip. It feels like it's opening up kind of the. It's like cracking open the world of possibilities of what of what pairings we could have. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm down.
1: Well, and they, it feels like they found friendship. Like, I feel like season one, maybe some of them walked away kind of like, okay, I like that person. But this one, it's like, oh, these women are like in each other's lives now.
0: Yeah. And I think with season one, there was a little bit more, I feel like they all sort of already knew each other. Like, it's like, yeah, like Melissa and Ramona and, and, kyle have all been at enough like things together like they they've all done the rounds whereas this it's a little bit more like oh like oh, I, taylor sounds cool i don't know <laughs> like what's up with her <laughs> i i did like that uh vicky is just like i have no clue who eva is i still don't who's that
1: i thought for sure when i asked her about that that she would be like oh now i know but she would like, just double down as like i still don't know who that person is and, and Eva was so excited to meet her. So I was just like, you know, Vicky, you are, are Vicky Gundelson through and through forever and ever committed to who you are.
0: I will say Eva is a, a smart person because that is the one and only way that, to introduce yourself to Vicky if you want her just to, bow not, down, bow to down. not hate you. To be like, oh my God, I've dreamed of meeting you. You're a queen. You're a legend. Hi, Vicky. I'm Eva. And Vicky's like, okay, <laughs> Hi. <laughs>
1: it's so true
0: <laughs> oh my god well bryce thank you so much for joining me today this has been so fun and i can't wait to see i'm sure you have more incredible interviews coming up
1: we'll, we'll see i think nothing else has been filmed yet but i'm sure there will be some uh, some content i gotta i want to talk to jill about the bethany Plain reunion like there's a lot the ultimate oh Girls my god yeah is gonna be the gift that keeps on giving for the next couple
0: months Exactly, right it's like i need we we need interviews with all of them on just a recurring basis like every 2 weeks you get dorinda back <laughs> i you know i would like
1: la- i uh, who would i want to touch base with every 2 weeks May I, yeah maybe dorinda but dorinda's a talker
0: yes <laughs> yes i have um yeah i've i've spoken on the phone to dorinda once and i i, I didn't know what was happening but it was like i i guess this phone <laughs> call is happening and it's like i uh, uh, <laughs> and like half only half of the words are like intelligible well, she just like, like she just okay. wants to tell you about her
1: day and she wants she wants to ask you about you like it's great she's like a human being but it's just so funny because it's not how interviews <laughs> normally operate you're like okay we're just
0: h- hanging out exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um well before we go tell everyone where they can follow you and find all your interviews and content and stuff
1: i am at bryce sander everywhere you can uh, try and post as in real time as possible as soon as stuff goes up so you can go watch it and give me the views and repost it and all those things
0: amazing well thank you so much for being here and thank you everyone for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode you can follow us on instagram at bravo and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool
1: mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on
0: Instagram and Twitter. Batches.